up, ladies and gentlemen? Back on the road. On the road less traveled. It's funny, man, when you're trying to merge onto the freeway, or in this case, a fucking uh, bridge to take the 10 West, and uh, you get in front of somebody that's like hauling ass, and you can tell they, they want to put the pressure on you, so then they get in the other lane and speed up and get in front of you. It's like, dude, what the fuck, dude? Just to slow down. Cocksucker rain. Gonna turn into the dice man. <laughs> what up, beautiful people out there? Oh, I want to say that we are from we are all from Wakanda. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to the Black Panther movie, man. Put your fists up. Yo, man, that score from that movie is a shit, man. I don't know if you guys got uh, availability. Availability. What am I talking about? iTunes. Yeah, man. Uh, I've been listening to that score. I listened to it last night. As I fix my dryer. Dude, my dryer went out last week before I took off to uh, to uh, Lemoore, California, and Las Vegas, and Rochester, Washington. All right, this is enough of this bullshit. Dude, Jesus Christ, dude. Man, just trying to make it to Burbank in one piece. I got a brother right here in a Dodge Durango talking on his phone. Where's the... Where's the hands free, brother man? I'm just trying to get a hold of my auntie up in here. All right. Back to the lecture at hand. So, yeah, man. I fixed my dryer. It was... Uh, it was, Dude, it was my mom that helped me out with the troubleshooting and shit. And shit. I'm over here trying to... Not to cuss. Trying to be a... Uh, Someone that just talks in uh, more than one syllable. <laughs> I don't want to be all monosyllabic. Just F this and F that. S-H-R-T. So, yeah, man. So, what happened was uh, I threw in the load. Ugh, I threw in the load. Oh! So, I threw, a, <laughs> I threw in the load after I washed it. And it worked. The dryer worked physically, whatever, you know going round and round but it wasn't uh, so you know 45 minutes later I go back and uh, the the clothes were just like still kind of wet so I'm like uh, what, what, what the heck man what's going on here can I talk to the manager you're talking to the manager oh so yeah it wasn't heating and uh, I was like dude what's going on dude so I was like oh my god so I kind of opened it up I took the back piece off a little liner and then I poked around, and I found this little uh, fuse. And it's, uh, it doesn't even look like a fuse. So I looked at it, and I was like, all right. Because my mom had issues with the dryer before. She sent uh, for, uh, for uh, it was still under warranty, so they came out. And uh, it was a thermal fuse. And they go out, dude. They always go out. And they go out when, I guess, you have too much lint buildup. And the dryer's hot, so the dryer can get so hot that it can catch that lint on fire, therefore catching your dwelling on fire, therefore causing that much more of a headache, if not a tragedy. So that thermal fuse is there to prevent that. So when it gets too hot, it just knocks, it just kicks the heat out of there. It doesn't get hot anymore. The dryer doesn't get hot. And it prevents that from lighting up if it gets too hot to light up. And that part's called a thermal fuse. So, like a dipshit, I go online. I'm going to find it online. And I go look for it, for that part. I go to Sears because that's where I got it from. And they have a little parts list. And, yeah, yeah, they got the part. Ten bucks. And you have to... um, order it and then you know boom it comes so the so I I, I, uh, I did all that the day before I had to leave so obviously I didn't order it and it didn't come here the day I got back so I'm like dude so I look up again yesterday when I get back and I found the part in Colton I found the part in Merino Valley and the part in Huntington Park 
But it's funny because when you look at a dryer, uh, dryer uh, replacement parts, it always shows you repair places. And it's funny because I called some of those places. Oh, yeah, we're out of that part, but we can send a service guy. Yeah, send a service guy. So he can charge me 90 bucks for coming out. Boom! Pipe me once. And pipe me again for putting in the pot. And, you know, by the time the service guy's done, I could have bought a new dryer. So you know me, I'm hands-on, right? So I, so then it's a, it's a trip. My mom's like, dude, what are you doing? Just go to Taylor's over there off of Magnolia, where we've been going for years, and go get that part. Easy peasy. I was like, uh, I know, huh? I'm done. So I go over there, and I get the part yesterday. Cool, 11 bucks, whatever. I put it in. You know, vacuum out the, the back of the dryer because, you know, sometimes you get a little of that buildup, cleaned, cleaned up that little area, spick and span, right? Oh, you're a spick? Yeah. Spanish people in command. Yeah, old Balzano. Yeah, he's the one that, you know, named that acronym, right? So I put it and everything works, dude. It was fantastic. It was awesome. You know what I mean? Do it yourselfers. DIY. Till I die. Yes, 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 yes. Bringing back the old punk rock Monica's, man. Yes. So, yeah, man. So, that happened. And then another thing happened, dude. Tragic, dude. I don't know uh, how many people out there have pets, but I've only really had one pet in my life. Um, it was, uh, I was already older. Uh, and I had a cat, man. His name was Dolomite. Cool little cat. Little half, uh, what was he, uh? What are those uh, ragdoll cat, half ragdoll cat? The mouse's uh, sister, I guess, had a litter and she needed to get rid of one. So, you know, you want a cat, dude? I was like, dude, I'll take a cat, dude. I need a little friend. I need a little, I need, I need, I need a little, uh, a little uh, Goomba. Rain. So it's a trip, man. And it's it's a trip when you have pets because my headboard, it's like, you know, leather, you know, pleather, whatever it is. And I came home one day. That shit's all scratched up. Oh, my God. He said the S-H-I-T word again. It's all scratched up. And I was like, dude, I was going crazy. I was going to go beat him. <laughs> yeah, right. But then you see him. They're all cuddly, all chilling. I was like, dude, what are going to do? Hit him? I'm like, no, you don't do that. You cannot do that. And then one time he, like, chewed on the blind and broke it. And I know he broke it just to look outside. Oh, Dolomite. But, yeah, man. Dolomite was cool, man. Really cool. One time he was like, one time he ran out, and I don't know what happened. If he got something on his paws, like a month later he started acting kind of weird, a little sick. So I, my mom's like, dude, what are you gonna take him for the vet for? Crush up some aspirin and give it to him. And he kind of like, you know, got out of it. He was leaking some stuff out of him, though, like some pinkish liquid. And then whatever, like three months later, dude, he was, he was acting kind of weird. I go do a show, I come back. And I just see, like, a paw underneath my bed, dude. And I'm like, man. And I pull on the paw, dude. And homeboy was kind of still warm. It was a trip, man, because I was like, dude, man, one of the first times in my life, you know, someone outside of a human you you have feelings for, but you don't notice how many feelings you have for that pet until they're gone, dude. And, uh, yeah, man, I was, like, torn up for a couple days. But it was funny because... Yeah, funny, hee hee, ha ha. When I buried him, man, that's when I just like, I put the hole in, as soon as I tossed him in there, dude, I just started bawling, dude. I couldn't even take it, man. It was a trip, man. And the only thing that kind of sucks from the whole thing is uh, his little thing that I made, little necklace thing that I made for him um, that says Dolomite. Um, I had it on a little, uh, like a little chain, and I lost that chain somewhere. I don't know, I was drunk or something somewhere. So yeah, man, R.I.P. Dolomite. And there's a trip because sometimes you start thinking, dude, what if I would have went to the vet and I would have saved his life? And I was like, oh my God, you don't want to think about that, dude. So yeah, man. For the years he lived, he lived all right, you know. He was like a prince. So yeah, man, taking back to my mom's house, a little tragedy that happened there, dude. I get a call and that's how I woke up in the morning. I was like, dude, who is this, dude? Like 7 in the morning, 7.30. I didn't answer it. I was like, dude, I'm going back to bed, dude. And then an hour later, it's like my mom's house. So I'm like, all right. I call back there, and it's my niece, dude. She's like, dude, I have something to tell you. I'm like, what's up? Winehouse. 
got killed today. I was like, what? Winehouse is the, the little dog. I got the little dog. It's like a half chihuahua and half something else. It kind of stands a little tall. It was all cool and petite, little girl. And uh, the reason I got that dog is because uh, of the homie, um, Conky, uh, Sir Talks A Lot. Some dude, uh, he, uh, he had the dog because I guess he was taking care of someone's son. I don't know, one of his homeboys went to prison. The mom's a tweaker, lives at the grandma's house. Had like a stray dog there and, you know, they were going to kick it out or like let it go. So he took it to his house and the dog's just chilling, probably hungry as hell. And he dug up an old cat, which was his cat since he was a kid or something. And he said, yeah, man, he dug up the cat, brought him back all these old memories. I couldn't take it. I'm about to kill it. I was like, damn. He's all, so do you want it or not? I was like, damn. He's all, I'll take it. And there was a little dog all cold and shivering. And he gave it to me, and I didn't have a name for it. I was trying to think of a name or whatever. And the first night he came home with me, slept in the bed, washed it, slept in the bed. She was all, like, kind of shivering. Kind of, like, scared and skeptical, too, you know? When you first get a little pet, especially when it's, like, uh, I guess it's considered rescue pets before even rescue pets. Uh, you know, they're just a little skeptical. You know, they don't know who to trust, where they come from, too. It wasn't the best of circumstances. So they're like, dude, why are these people so nice to me? Or this dude. So I take it over to uh, my mom's house like two, a day later and the girl starts playing with them. I got two nieces and uh, they kind of like kept it and they were like all super into it. And my mom's never been about pets, man. Never, never, never let us have dogs. I had a Doberman one time and she was just like, oh yeah, that's cool. We got a Doberman right on. Hey, grab your dog. We're going to go to the uh, park. Grab him. Oh, cool. We're going to go to the park with the dog. And um, we go out there to the park. My mom's like, all right, leave him there. Let's get back in the car. I'm like, what? He's all, get in the car. And we took off. And then the dog behind us just chasing us. Ah, 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 Until they finally stopped. And I was like, dude, my mom was cold. So, yeah, never had a pet, man. And she never had a pet. So we're thinking about a name to name him. And it's funny because the taxi driver, uh, Jerry, he's like, oh, man, dude, fuck, dude, dude. I was like, think about calling it Amy, Amy Winehouse. He's like, oh, it's too, it's too long, man. Just call it Winehouse, man. Boom. So we named the dog Winehouse. And, yeah, so she pretty much became my niece's dog, my mom's dog, chilling there with them. And, I mean, she was there for, dude, I'm thinking like five years, maybe even more, dude. So pretty much just a, a, a member of the family, dude. So she's a small little dog. You pick him up, super light. So the story goes, yesterday, um, I guess my mom in the morning was taking her out so she can go to the restroom, and as soon as she came out the door, she got rushed by the neighbor's German shepherds. She has two big-ass German shepherds. One of them grabbed Winehouse by the neck, ripped the collar off, and they ran off with her. And they bit her so hard that they killed her. I don't know how they just mauled her to death, man. And my mom just, my mom's shaking, dude. She doesn't really want to talk about it. But she's saving face because, you know, the girls. And one of my nieces came home yesterday when I was there. And she came, walked in and she just started bawling, dude. It was hard for me not to cry, man. I just had to, like, hold it in, you know. Sometimes you gotta be tough, rain. And I still haven't bawled it out. And I might not just for the fact that, like, I'm stable. <laughs> this fool said stable. It's just like, oh, my God, dude. It's just tragic, dude. At the same time, it just sucks. And it's like, people, man, if you got big-ass dogs, feed them. Dude, keep them on a leash. Keep them at your house. Behind gates, man. And I guess these people didn't even have their dog's license, dude. And I've seen those big old nasty dogs, man. And I'm thinking about just going over there and beating them to death with a bat. But it's like, dude, two wrongs don't make a right, dude. It's not like it's human against an animal with a bat. Come on, man. I can't do that. But I'm just, like, super bummed. Everybody's bummed. So, yeah, man, that's what happened, man. So, R.I.P. Winehouse. Dude, bummed, dude. So bummed. Like, really bummed right now. Yeah, man. You know what, Rasan? All right. Shout outs. <laughs> I don't want to get all sad, dude, but it's like, dude. Uh, I'm over here driving, dude. I'm trying to stay straight, bro, straight and narrow. 
drive high, get a DUI. Yeah, man. So, uh, shout-outs, man. Social media shout-outs. Yo, on Snapchat, what up to Edgar Torres? Primo! Chinguin1, show me a clip. Yeah, man. Carlos Michel. It's a buddy from high school. Carlos Michel. I remember when I first met that fool, he was going by Carlos Mitchell. I was like, Mitchell? You don't look like a Mitchell. And then I see this name, it's, it's Michel. What the fuck is this Mitchell shit? There you go, drop an F-bomb. Come on, stop. That's three already. Sorry, man. Uh, yeah, Carlos Michel, shout out to you, man. And it's a funny story with this fool because he's one of those dudes that like had to stop smoking weed because his kids were getting older. It's going to be funny. One day your kid's going to smoke weed, then you're going to start smoking weed again. Boom. Oh. All right, whatever. Gabby Poop. Keep, uh, keep Tucson strong, girl. Joaquin Maya. What up, dog? That Sunny D look bomb as hell on that snap play, boy. Yo, Twitter family. What up, Big Frog, Mr. AOL? Not that Melanie. Ariel Germ Dust. The real Toby Hicks. Rake it up. Oh, yeah, by the way, Toby Hicks got a new podcast titled The Dope Dealers Podcast with fellow comedian Jamal Doman. Get it up on SoundCloud and iTunes, ladies and gentlemen. First episode is out. And whoa, 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 whoa. Dude, you got people jumping in front, man. People don't care on the freeway. I don't want to be a little uh, a little tragedy over here. So I got to like keep myself on my toes while I read these shout-outs, right? And yeah, Maloso Zacatecano and Rey de Copas. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, yeah. Also, uh, shout out to uh, Juan uh, Vargas, man. Juan Vargas for uh, sending me that uh, email um, for making the commute better. For making his commute better. Oh, man. That's what we do this for, dog. And what else? Oh, well. And very uh, special shout outs to all the people that came out to the shows on the Bad Decisions tour with Felipe Esparza uh, and Lamore at the Tachi Casino. At uh, Treasure Island That show was a shit dude Great fucking show man And To the Lucky Eagle Casino In Rochester, Washington Shout out to all you guys Thank you very much for coming by the merch booth Saying what's up, taking selfies All you guys, keep shining man Hell yeah And a shout out to D.B. Cooper If you're still out there man You are the man D.B. Cooper, look up that story, dude, on Unsolved Mysteries. But it's about a dude that um, on a flight from uh, Portland to Seattle, he hijacked the plane, I believe in 1971, and he asked for $200,000 in cash and two parachutes. He originally asked for one parachute, so the uh, FBI was, gave him a faulty parachute, but then he's all, hey, man, I'm jumping out with the, uh, with the stewardess, so I need two parachutes. They're like, uh, so we don't know which one's going to who, so both parachutes are going to work. So uh, they took off on a flight. I guess it was bound to Mexico or something. And during that flight, within about 10, 15 minutes, he uh, hopped off the 727, I believe it was, where it has a, the rear portion goes down and there's like, you know, you can use it as a, a stairs to get out of the back of the plane. And he hopped some. He hopped out somewhere in uh, was it Washington, I think. And I guess in 1981, some of the bills came up. Uh, some kid was uh, digging around down there to put a fire, and he dug up some bills. So yeah, man, the legend of DB Cooper. So yeah, man, DB Cooper weekend. <laughs> yeah, man. What else is happening? You know what? Let's say we have some news. <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. This is hilarious. This is hilarious. What's hilarious? This is right here. Oh, if you guys remember uh, on the Yeah Man podcast, yeah, the one you're listening to now, uh, I uh, spoke on uh, that one thing that happened where that one uh, off-duty LAPD uh, officer uh, was getting mad because I guess some, you know, little kids, teenagers or whatever, were walking across his lawn, and he was, get off my lawn! He was all mad. His name is Kevin Ferguson. But nevertheless, this guy uh, took it upon himself to try and detain uh, 
one of the kids that were walking on on his lawn because they threatened him. And he was all, let me go, let me go. It turned into this big thing. And now these kids are recording him on social media or on their video phones. And this guy discharges his weapon, his service weapon. So the whole case went under review. The kid got sent to Juvie Hall. Later, uh, the one that he has on, he's yanking around in that video. And he was later released and not charged with anything. And this guy was put on paid leave or whatnot. And the Orange County District Attorney's Office was going to uh, investigate the matter. It turns out that no charges have been filed. And this is as uh, as of January 21st, 2008. I just forgot to mention it on the podcast earlier. But I just wanted to let you guys know that I followed up on it. And I was just keeping my eyes on this dude. Um, and I'm not, I, I'm not anti anything or or off duty cop or whatever. I'm just anti dickheads. Anti asshole. And this is all according to the Orange County Register. So uh, no charges were filed and uh, the district, district attorney representative, the DA there I believe is Tony Rokakis. Um, he said no charges uh, have been filed. However, uh, Mr. Ferguson's actions were unwise and immature. You think? It's a discharge of a firearm. What if you would have hit one of those kids with a bullet, dude? What if that bullet would have ricocheted and hit the neighbor in the head? Like my old uh, contracts uh, law professor would say, there is no what-if questions in this classroom. There's only facts. But I'm just like, dude, I'm kind of appalled because it's like, you know, I don't know how they measure it or whatever, but, I mean, to me, that's like an illegal discharge of a firearm. And you got this dude's attorney saying that, oh, no, the kids were threatening him. They said they were going to shoot him. And it's like, on that video, it's like, correct, he's like, dude, he didn't say he's going to shoot you. He said he's going to sue you, dude. You know, now we got a deaf cop here, right? And it's like, he's he's threatened by these kids? I mean, who gives a shit if somebody steps on your lawn, you know? I don't give a shit. I mean, no one's really going to step on my lawn because what? I got a fence around it. Get a fence already. How about a wrought iron one? Or a block wall for Pete's sake. So, yeah, I'm kind of bummed that this dude, nothing happened to this dude. But on the other side of the coin, um, we're still waiting to hear on uh, the Los Angeles Police Department's uh, internal investigation. So, uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, in my opinion is I think the dude should get fired. Dude, you should be doing that, dude. I don't care, dude. And I don't want to go into the... Uh, I don't want to go. I guess we're going to go into it. But, yeah, I mean, dude, this is all I got to say, man. That dude looks like a dickhead. And I don't want to, like, get into, like, uh, you know what I mean? But the total, like, you know, the white dude with the shaved head. I'm over it, dude. With teacher little beaners what to do. I mean, even though we can't... I can't say that's what he was thinking. <laughs> he definitely looks like that was what he was thinking. In my opinion, but you know, whatever, dude. It's funny because I'm from Riverside, and in 1988, 1988, I was paying, yeah, man. Uh, 1998, uh, Taisha Miller was uh, killed, and uh, they couldn't find the DA's office couldn't find that there was a it was an actual murder because of the things that went wrong. It was ruled out to be an accident, but I remember. Uh, some fellow Riverside police officers that I really respect the gentlemen that didn't uh, do this. Some of them shaved their heads in solidarity with the police officers that were um, on trial. I believe it was a federal trial or a civil trial. It wasn't even like a criminal trial in that uh, aspect. Um, they shaved their heads to be in solidarity with the uh, accused cops. So they ended up uh, getting fired and all that stuff. I think they lost their jobs. Some of them ended up, you know, not, they're not, I don't think they're cops anymore. But, uh, yeah, man, it's, I know, it's tough to be a cop, and I'm not judging any cop. I mean, I've never been under the circumstances any of these dudes have been under, but all I got to say is, like, dude, you're a police officer, dude. Stay on top of your stuff. I think being a dickhead off-duty, I mean, you're, when you're a cop, you're a cop 24-7. I mean, I had this other law professor 
He was a criminal procedure law professor, had a different take on that. He was a brother, though. <laughs> He's all man. As soon as I got home, as soon as I took off that uniform and I took it off in the garage, I was done. But I'll be honest with you. As soon as I was done at work, I was done. But to me, like, you know, like being a civil servant or being a something like a police officer, even a politician, you're that 24-7. You know what I mean? Again, in my opinion. So, anyways, enough with the uh, with uh, with the ear beating, Rodrigo. But yeah, man, whatever. <laughs> so that's what's going on with the. Uh, you know what, Rasa? We're in the news, eh? Hey, man. You know what I mean? Fuck it, eh? <laughs> so what else? What else? There's some good news on the horizon. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And this is as of Monday. And I got this. Where did I get this news from? I think the New York Times. And uh, this was as of Monday, the 26th of uh, February, that the Supreme Court, the, the Supremes, you know what I mean? This is the top, uh, the top, uh, the top uh, court of the land here in America. That's right, the Supremes. They ain't got nothing to do with Diana Ross and those girls. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, the Supreme Court. Uh, that's the uh, legislative uh, branch of the government got the executive branch, which is the president, and you have uh, the legislative branch, which is Congress, right, the House and the Senate, and then you have the legislative branch, which is the Supreme Court, and they're not going to, um, they denied to hear the uh, the uh, executive office's uh, appeal to the Dreamers case and saying it has to get played out in the lower, lower courts. So for right now, dreamers, you guys are safe until they actually bust the ruling on that. Uh, so, uh, you know, keep keep dreaming, man. Because, I mean, dude, you don't want that shit to turn into a nightmare. And uh, it, it could easily do. But it seems like uh, the Red Hot Cheeto is going to um, is gonna carve out maybe a path to citizenship. And we'll see what's up with these... Uh, with uh, the rest of the Democrats, if they're gonna uh, if they're gonna bite, or if they're already said no to it, because seven hundred thousand Dreamers are signed up. There's really like about one point eight, and that's what uh, the Cheeto was talking about that he was gonna you know a path to amnesty eventually, which I do think that's a good idea. It's a great idea, and you know it's like when they say uh, you know there's three hundred twenty million guns in America, we're gonna get rid of them with gun tr- control. No, you're not. Same thing, like, you ain't going to get rid of these 12 million uh, uh, undocumented immigrants. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Come on, man. Let's think for real here. So, yeah, man. Shout out to the Dreamers, man. Like Charlie Sheen would say, winning. <laughs> All right, let me uh, let me do a lane change. I'm over here. Uh, I'm over here all, like, peeking around. I'm over here like a battered wife driving. <laughs> and what I, oh, what else is there? Dude, oh, you guys hear about that transgender boy that won that girls uh, wrestling championship, state championship in uh, Texas? Oh, my God, dude, this is getting out of hand, dude. I guess some people were, like, cool with it, but a lot of people were like, hell no, you can even hear hear the booze in the, uh, in the video. But my whole thing is, like, dude, you have boys, you have girls, they should compete against each other. But if you're transgender, then you should have transgender wrestling, you know? It's because it's not fair being a woman, dude. And having to go up against a dude. I mean, it just it's just not. We're built different, dude. Every now and then, you have like a chick beat up a dude, right? I mean, it happened to me. I think I was like 17, dude. Or was I 17? Yeah, I think I was 17. I was a junior in high school. And I got beat up by a chick. Leoma, yeah, man, she was a Samoan chick, so I get a pass. I said something to her, man, and she, she, dude, she uppercut, cut me in the stomach, and she grabbed me and kneed me. Oh, she tried to uppercut me. I got away. All right, I shifted, and then she grabbed me and kneed me in the stomach, but she didn't get me all the way. That big ass Samoan knee would have made me puke out whatever in my stomach. But yeah, dude, she beat me. She she legitimately beat me up. It was funny because a teacher, a little small little teacher, told her, "Break it up." Um, but yeah, she kind of she beat me up, you know, legitimately beat me up. 
but I got that bitch back. Uh, <laughs> let's just say I dropped some cookie dough on the floor and I gave her the cookie. <laughs> there was hair and shit in there. Like, fuck that. This is for Leoma. Here you go. That's assault. Uh, statue of limitations, bro. You know what I'm saying? I took a knee. She took a couple hairs and some dust and a cookie, right? But yeah, man. Yeah, I don't think that's fair, but you know. With everything going on in the world, I think we need to move on. But yeah, man. That was crazy. What else? Well, you got a... You got a... Oh, dude. I got a cop behind me. All right. Be cool, man. Be cool. Uh, 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 uh. I'm, all, I'm all silent like he's like behind me, huh? I was like, I don't care. But even if you're not doing anything wrong, you always get nervous when there's cops. <laughs> so I, even even if I'm not even doing anything wrong, I'm just like, dude, there's a cop. So what's up with Trump uh, over there? Uh, what is he saying? Okay, if I was if I was there, I would have read in there and, and and shaved those kids. Okay, come on, man, enough of the bullshit. <laughs> you ain't doing shit. Man, it's funny, dude. And then you hear that story about that cop that was there but didn't go inside. And the, uh, the chief of police was going to reprimand him. And he ended up just just retiring, quitting. And now he's going to collect his pension, right? God bless America, dude. And you know what? God bless those kids that are out there in Florida making, uh, making a scene and letting their voice be heard. And uh, we'll see what happens, dude. I mean, we, we know, I mean, the politicians are owned by corporations, dude, by their donors. NRA, a lot of these guys on both sides of the aisle take money from the NRA, dude. And the NRA is an enormous, I mean, on top of an organization, the lobbying for gun rights. They're, enorm- they're like a political action committee, if you ask me. So, I mean, I know they lost a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, Endorsements, but I mean, dude, people like their guns on the false premise that oh, the government's gonna take my gun. It was a trip uh, because it's funny because people say that it's like even when Obama was president, I remember hearing he's gonna come and take my guns. He's gonna take our guns. And it was funny because I was like, uh, I said earlier, I was an intern at uh, the district attorney's office. Did I mention it? Oh my god, he caught me. I, was, I interned there for almost. What was it like? Nine months? Oh, it's enough time for a baby to be born from inception to conception. <laughs> and I remember there's uh, this uh, DA, this district attorney, this deputy district attorney, who was a, a cop previously to becoming a district attorney, a deputy district attorney. He's all, yeah, Obama's gun gonna take my guns. I'm gonna buy more guns. It's like, dude. Yeah, and this guy went to law school, dude, and was a cop. I'm like, really, dude? You believe that? He's like, oh, yeah, he's going to take everybody's guns. And now, like, they're all worried about it in this administration. I don't get it. And, uh, yeah, it's just really, really trippy, dude, how people react, dude. You know what I mean? It's like, dude, what, are you going to go up against the government, dude? dude? The army, the military will straight up smash you if you try to get crazy, right? I mean, remember Ruby Ridge or uh, David Koresh, the Branch Davidian compound in uh, Waco, Texas? I mean, dude, that guy had like a tank and stuff. It's like, dude, you can't be loading up on all this artillery, dude. The government will get your ass. <laughs> and that's why I'm pro-USA, baby. Yeah, man. So, dude, I had fun, man. I had fun. What else? What else? What else? I had, I had fun. Oh, yeah, shows, 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 shows. So, yeah, I had fun on the road this weekend. A lot of traveling. Shout out to Larry Bubbles Brown. Uh, we, dude, we flew from LAX to Fresno. Fresno. We drove to Lemoore. Thursday night, did the show. Woke up Friday morning, drove to Fresno. Flew from Fresno to San Francisco. San Francisco to Vegas. Did the show, uh, killer show. All shows were killer, but dude, Vegas was just ripping. 
It was like the best set I've ever had in Vegas. And I like slowed it down because sometimes you just go too fast. You just want to hit them and rip them up. But for the sake of clarity and, you know, entertainment itself, you got to slow it down, right? You got to make it palatable, right? To these people. Um, yeah, so it was just a killer, killer, killer show, man. So, we were, which is the raddest uh, uh, backstage room, green room I've ever chilled in. We're sitting there puffing, playing a pool, talking, laughing, and went back to the uh, room. Went to sleep, woke up in the morning, went to the airport, flew from Vegas to San Francisco, and then from San Francisco to Seattle, bang. And boom, went to go do that show Saturday, and uh, woke up early in the morning that day, and the the airport's like an hour and a half away from Rochester, Washington. We woke up, got picked up by a driver, drove to the airport, boom hour and a half away, got on the flight, the meet and the fool went from Seattle to LAX, Larry Brown, Bubbles, went from uh, Seattle to San Francisco, man, so yeah, dude, it was a crazy, quick-ass weekend, um, would have traded for the world, man, and this week, we are going to be in Hawaii, I don't know why I'm sounding like Dracula, but, <laughs> but yeah, man, Hilo, Hawaii, on... Friday, the 3rd of March. That's right, Hilo, Hawaii at the Palace Theater. Tickets available at www.felipesworld.com. There's going to be a show, I think, Saturday in Honolulu, where we're going to be staying. And that's going to be with uh, Paul Rodriguez and Felipe Esparza. And hopefully I can, you know, get a guest set. Hopefully uh, all the stars get aligned. Be right there with the famous Paul Rodriguez. Hey, I'm Paul Rodriguez. <laughs> and yeah, man, some other chick, I forget her name. She's a woman, okay, not a chick. Enough, okay? <laughs> I trip out when people get all mad. Everybody's all madly sensitive. So that's what's cracking with me, man. Other than that, shout out to all you guys. You guys keep shining. Yo, I wanted to mention one thing. On iTunes, we got 85 um, reviews. Thank you very much for everybody that's been doing those reviews. Dude, we went up from 35, dude. So it's like, dude, what up? Let's try to hit 100. Yo, let's keep it moving with some enormous momentum. And I wanted to leave you guys with a song. I don't think I'm going to leave you guys with a song. I'm going to leave you guys with a clip from uh, the show of my set at uh, Treasure Island in Las Vegas. So please check that out. Share it. Do whatever you will. Keep shining. And be cool. You always gotta put it in twice, huh? What up, Vegas? How we doing this evening? How you guys doing? Get her a subscription to the Dollar Shade Club. 
That went for Mexico always has seeds though, huh? Said I bought a quarter pound one time, I had like 30,000 seeds. I said, fuck it, I bought a bird. I'm sitting there smoking in my tiny whiteies and shit. Looking like a Calvin Klein plus size model. A certified muffin top. Look at bird comes alive. Yo, dog, let me get a little hit. I was like, brace yourself, little player. That fool was like, This little fool said, seaweed. <laughs> Fuck out of here, dog. I gotta get rid of that bird, man. I came back one night, all missing a wing and shit. Damn, dog, these hoes tied me up. I fucked around and caught the chirpies. <laughs> you do an STD joke, how people get nervous, oh shit. My chick got mad last night because I did that joke and shit. She was wearing a little vest and shit, little boots. Looked like a little sushi out of anarchy. What are you doing jokes about the hurts, Lord Punk? She was all pissed. She flared up. I was an exterminator before I did stand up, man. I went from smoking roaches to spraying them. Uh, people be lying when they got roaches on, even in good neighborhoods. We don't have roaches, we have water bugs. I was like a chick saying, I'm not a prostitute, I'm an escort. <laughs> Check out my profile on Backpage, little player. You go to somebody's house that really had roaches, even it smells like roaches, but you don't even know what roaches smell like. You walk in there, and it's like you're stepping on Rice Krispie Tree Talk. God damn, I guess I'll just wipe my feet on the wall. And they always wipe everybody with them, huh? They come from the neighbor's house. The neighbor's house? Oh, the dirty dishes too, bitch, or what? You're doing your job, huh? And they always ask you stupid ass questions. What don't roaches like? They like cleaning, they don't like cleaning. Start looking at that dirty ass pad going, fuck, you don't like cleaning either, huh? But I spray this massage parlor, like an Asian massage parlor, man. You know like the old school Asian massage parlor? They had that little old school neon sign out the window that says open and stutter like an old Chinese man. Open, 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 open. The little Asian ladies all off front, huh? Little painted toenails and shit, high heels, Black hair, she's 80, still looking fun. Would you like her to come inside? Would you like her to come inside, baby, Buddha man? I'm like, come inside? I thought that shit was extra. And I go eat me to your nothing, I just catch her. Okay, I'll follow me, I'll follow me. You shouldn't even go anywhere, I'll follow me. Bump into her Oh, too soon, Mexican man always so horny. That's what they think about Asian people, I mean, fuck. You can't really smoke weed with them, huh? I mean, you can, but a half hour later, they'll be like, Oh, who turned off the lines, huh?